risen indeed. Alleluia. You may be seated. When we consider our context of our gospel, the context of our gospel, we notice that Jesus' lesson to his disciples, it happens just a couple of hours before he is betrayed. And this lesson that we read today happens less than a day before he would die on a cross. In very brief time, the disciples would feel as though all of their dreams were crushed. They were about to be in a situation where they would feel hopeless, powerless, and afraid. All of us have felt this way. We have felt hopeless, powerless, and afraid. For our congregation, a very big week is coming upon us. Finals week. The people that are about to embark on it laugh, but very nervously. <laughs> this week is very stressful. It is. I don't, I don't want to add to the stress, but I do want to acknowledge this is very real. Thousands of dollars are spent by each of you in order to get your degree And each time that finals comes around, you hope that you can pull it all together to pass your classes and to keep from wasting all of your money. Well, all your parents' money. This is a lot funnier to me than it is to you. (laughs) But, But everyone does have great stress in this world. You can't get around it. You just do. And stress is something that each of us wants to avoid. We have it. We don't want it. We want to avoid it. The devil, the world, and our own sinful nature, they know this, and they offer us all kinds of solutions to take our stress away. But these solutions, they do more than that. They take us away from God. Stress can kindle us to move away from God through angry outbursts towards those that we love, towards the use use and abuse of drugs and alcohol, overeating, pornography, just about anything you can think of. We all have other things that we run to when we are stressed. I do. You do. But we know that those things that we run to, they only give us momentary relief, followed by guilt, shame, and isolation. The world tells us that we do not need to be ashamed for fulfilling our desires. But we know that when we fulfill our desires, we actually abuse ourselves. And we abuse those that we love. We're being promised freedom, but what we're really doing is giving ourselves over 
to slavery once again. It's like we've been freed from Egypt and we want to go back there. Because there, somebody made all the decisions for us. When we break the commandments of God, we act unloving. Yeah, actually, we act unloving towards ourselves. The world will tell you, no, you need to love yourself. But what we do when we give in to these things is actually abuse ourselves. Jesus tells his disciples before they entered into their stressful situation. Granted, I'd like you to also realize this. This is something that they did not immediately do. But Jesus tells them this. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. This teaching was given to the disciples right before they entered into their stressful situation. And let me, let's, let me tell you this, right before they ran away. Right? He tells them, abide in me. And here you have Peter saying, I never knew the man. Here you have Judas saying, he's the one. Take him. And here you have all the disciples scattering on that Mount of Olives. Abide in me. That's not what they did. It's not what we do. This teaching was given to his disciples before that such stressful situation. But it was a lesson for their entire life. Jesus would ascend into heaven and a little more than 40 days after this talk, he would do that and the disciples would be tempted to believe. Once again, Jesus rose, he came back, now he's gone. They would be tempted again to feel as though they were facing all their trials alone. But they were not alone. Jesus was with them in law, in gospel, the scriptures, the breaking of the bread. In fact, he himself, the living word of God, would dwell with them in their hearts and in their minds through the continued reading and hearing of the Holy Word and of the receiving of Jesus in the Lord's Supper. And as they abided in him through his means, God worked through those misfits to bear fruit for the entire world, fruits of love for a world that desperately needed it, needs it, In fact, as they abided in Jesus and he in them, they were able to lay down their lives for the sake of their neighbor's salvation. They abided in Jesus even as it meant their death. Talk about stressful situations. Jesus told them this lesson. They tried the exact opposite of what he had said. 
In the end, they saw that there was no better place to be than right in the vine. I pray that you learn, learn that long before, well, I'm still learning it. I pray that we all learn it before it gets to the point where the disciples were. Yet as they, those disciples died, testifying of Jesus, so that others, even you and I, would be able to hear God's saving word, today we hear the word of Jesus. And it enters into our stress, just as it did the disciples. You, my friends, are called to abide in Jesus through the same word that the disciples heard. In all of our stresses, Jesus bids you this, come to me. He is true shelter, he is true rest from the worries that you do have. He gives you rest that is not, hear this, He gives you rest that is not followed by shame. He gives you rest that is not followed by guilt. In this world, you will have trouble, Jesus said. But he also said this, take heart, I have overcome the world. We latch onto him. By his death on the cross, he took away all your sin, those things that give you shame. His love motivated him to do this, to rescue you. His love motivated him to save you from the condemnation that we all have. We've not kept the law. I haven't. You haven't. Even though we try to persuade others that we have. We haven't. And his love motivated him to come in and to save you who were condemned and to take you to freedom. And after taking the death that we deserve upon himself, he rose victorious. And as our risen Savior, he continues. I love this. He says, abide in me. But you know what? He's the one who continues to draw near to you. He said, abide in me as I abide in you. He draws near to us. And we who want shelter from the storm, we run to the shade of his mercy and grace. He is our shelter and we abide in him. In our first reading, We remember the beginning of our being grafted into the vine of Christ. We saw Philip explain God's word to an Ethiopian eunuch. And upon receiving the word and the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit made the Ethiopian a child of God through the waters of baptism. He heard about this Jesus and then he said, look, there's water. What is preventing me from being baptized? And in this baptism, the eunuch was crucified with Jesus. So that just as Christ was risen from the dead through the glory of the Father, 
he too would rise to newness of life. And throughout all his days, that man would abide in Jesus through the same word that called him to life in Jesus. The same thing has happened to you. We confess, I believe that we confess, I believe I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him. I can't even do that. No, that was good. (laughs) Seems like nobody else spoke. (laughs) We can't even come to him. But God has called me by the gospel. He's enlightened me with his gifts. Baptism. The Lord's Supper. Strengthened and kept me in the true faith. He creates in me life. He keeps me in life. The same things happen to you. We confess. I just did that. The same gospel and gifts that flow from Jesus. That flow from his cross. They are the same gifts that keep us with him. The same gifts that created life in us. The same gifts that sustain life. I often think about a child in the womb. A child is born into this world. Up until that day, the child, unbeknownst to itself, is being nurtured and nourished uh, by the food that the mother that the mother eats. Upon being born, they still feed and nurture on on food that the mother gives. That child is never independent. It moves from food from the mother into food from God. But it's always being provided for it. There's never going to be a day where you say, I've had enough food. I'm not going to eat anymore and I will live just as I've lived before I first started eating. No. You need food all the days of your life. It gives you life. You need God's word from the time when you're just a little baby infant in the word all the way until he leads you through that portal of death into life everlasting. You will always need to eat. Abide in me. I in you. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Jesus said, abide in my love. His love is food. Literal? Spiritual. It is food. We need it. We need to stay in that vine. In your stress and trials... Do not be surprised. In this world you will have them. But take take to heart. Your Jesus has overcome them. Abide in him. Run to him. Find your rest in him. You can trust him. 
On his cross, he proved his love for you. From his cross, the life-giving vine flows everything that you need to be branches that produce fruit, fruit for your neighbor who needs it. You see, this degree that you're earning, this job that you do, this sickness that you bear, this home that you take care of, all of it, it is for the sake of your neighbor. This life is all about Jesus for you. This life is all about you for your neighbor. But no one can truly do anything good and everlasting for their neighbor unless it is a fruit of love that they first receive from Jesus. Our epistle said this is love. Not that we love God, but that he loves us. Hear his words one more time. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. As the Father has loved me, so I love you. Abide in my love. And isn't that why we're here this morning? We are here to abide in God's love as we know it through Jesus. This week, we are especially reminded of our need for his love. And here we are to receive it. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia.